the pandemic, civil unrest, protest, and the road to the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. It's John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. Folks, this portion of the program brought to you by R.E. Coogan and Heating. Call Coogie today, 401-732-6562. Helpful, trustworthy, reliable. R.E. Coogan and Heating, plumbing, heating, and cooling services, residential service. Coogie says, let us in the home. Don't fix it alone. Look for them on Facebook. It's R.E. Coogan Heating, 401-732-6562. Well, folks, it's hard to believe. Now, uh, today ahead, Governor Armando, uh press briefing, first one since before Christmas. So a lot to find out about the pandemic. A lot of you have questions about testing and also about the vaccine. We're going to find out more. Governor Mundo coming up. Joining Governor Mundo will be Lieutenant Governor Dan McKee, soon to be, soon to be Governor McKee. So this will be the first time the two of them together covid press briefing we're going to bring it to live i will be there now folks this is all against the backdrop of they are at it again impeachment underway against president trump a big thing i want to caution you many people for whatever reason just dismiss a call i want to caution you something that has changed the dynamic that has changed is senate majority leader mitch mcconnell has said this time he's not going to fight the impeachment he is not going to fight it last time around they fought it the republicans all stick together not one Republican voted for it in the House, and then it just did not go anywhere in the Senate. Different this time around. It is different this time around. So all of this stemming from not only the events of last Wednesday, but then the president's reaction to that. And as many of you know, Rhode Island Congressman David Cicilline, he is been named one of the impeachment managers by Nancy Pelosi. Now, we don't know when that's going to happen. That may not happen until uh, sometime with um, that uh, President Trump could be out of office. But folks, it's a very serious situation and it's it's fluid and it's ongoing and we don't know where it's going to lead. I don't think he's resigning in any way. I don't think he's stepping down. I don't think the president will. He's a fighter. He'll fight it. Um, but it is certainly a, um, this, is, uh, this is not a good situation. We're all searching for some good news. So we will follow the latest though. So between uh, the impeachment talk and then also, uh, the situation, this is obviously very dramatic. Now, we don't know exactly what's going to happen um, regarding when Governor Mundo, when she might have to start to get ready uh, to be, in fact, go transition or for Senate confirmation, what have you. So um, and then this is all against a backdrop that there's still people plotting that something sinister could happen over the next couple of days, especially with the. The Biden inauguration is set for next Wednesday. So there's a lot of this right now. Hundreds of soldiers are uh, heading to the Capitol. It is um, really surreal in watching all this. We're going to bring it to you folks. Again, it's John DePietro just getting started. Leave it right here. This is the John DePietro Show. Well, it's a challenge to run your business these days. Maybe you need to find the right type of workers. Why not let MEGA professionals find them for you? Call MEGA professionals today, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-7801. MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals, 508-336-7801. Maybe if you need workers, maybe you have workers and won't come back to work. You need drivers, certified help, part-time, full-time, maybe weekend work. You need the professionals at MEGA Professionals. Let them find the workers for you. They screen them all out. They send them right over to you. Serving Rhode Island, Massachusetts, call them today, 508-336-7801. Maybe you need mechanics or skilled labor or warehouse workers, office workers, professionals, even those in the healthcare profession. MEGA Professionals, call them today, 508-336-7801. Again, 508-336-7801. You focus on your business. Let MEGA professionals help you find the workers. MEGA professionals, 508-336-7801. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. 
She's local and responsive. Call Kara Nettles at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. We're in an accident. Someone hits your vehicle. It's damaged in some way. Pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body, 401 272 3340. They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Folks, as you're riding along, you just never know. You could be dealing with a drunk driver, someone not paying attention. How about the people texting and driving? If you ever damage your vehicle, call West Fountain Auto Body, 401 272 3340. Several reasons. One, they'll handle everything for you. Two, they're going to work for you, not the insurance company. And three, they'll make your car. It'll look like it just rolled out of the showroom. West Fountain Auto Body. Call them 401-272-3340. Did someone damage your vehicle? Whether it's a small fender bender or nearly total vehicle, West Fountain will restore your vehicle, get it back on the road. Call them today, 401-272-3340. And remember, if you're having an accident, first thing you want to do, call the police Fill out a police report. If the tow truck shows up, tell them, let's get this vehicle over to West Fountain, 401-272-3340. Listening to the John DePietro Show, folks, weekdays, we start at 11, we go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, Petro.com. Joining me right now from the Boston Globe, he is covering Rhode Island. And, uh, Boy, Dan, talk about you are just a uh, news-breaking monster. Suddenly in roadmap, uh, Lieutenant Governor Dan McKee, congratulations on you to the next governor, and you got a huge budget fall-off, short, uh, a shortfall to deal with. Yeah, we're talking uh, the latest numbers say $500 million um, is the budget shortfall for the next budget. So that's the bu- So basically – lawmakers at Dan McKee are going to be tasked with for the next couple of months coming up with a plan for 2022 that would, you know, close a $500 million deficit. You know, there, I think there's some optimism. It's very clear that there's going to be, uh, you know, a, because you have a democratic Senate now in Washington, you know, you're going to get some new money, uh, you know, another stimulus package from the Biden administration and so I think there's less, you know, a lot completely, but I mean, $500 million is this report the Rhode Island Public Expenditure uh, Council put out this morning. You know, that's about 10% of our general revenues, right? And so like when you don't count a lot of the federal money. And so it's a significant amount of money. Um, and one of the recommendations in this RIPEC report are buried in there and people are going to uh, might miss it, but they say they need to, that lawmakers and Dan McKee are going to have to take a strong look at potentially changing or eliminating the car tax phase out. Which, boy, John, you and I know how much the former speaker, you know, Nick Mattiello put into this. Imagine year one if, if wow. he's out and potentially you, you know, dramatically change the car tax. You know what he'll be saying is, I told you so. Yeah. Wow. And so this is a right pack report uh, digging through found that. So you have not have we had any official reaction from the nope. administration? No, in fact, yet? no. In fact, the report uh, only came out this morning in roadmap. And so uh, hmm. it was kind of embargoed until then. And so I believe that it's the first time, you know, today when the governor and the lieutenant governor speak, it'll be the first time that they uh, even are, are, are in a position to address it, my guess is they're going to say, look, federal money's coming. It's going to be all right. Right. But uh, it, it is significant. And, and look, you know, when the Rhode Island Public Expenditure Council is saying it, the, you know, there is some level of credibility. They're a real organization that do real analysis on this stuff. Uh, you know, it's not just you and I, you know, throwing numbers out there. So uh, it's going to be a challenge. <laughs> Boy, Dan McKee has his hands full as he uh, as he becomes the governor. Um, and today will be the first day that we're going to see the two of them uh, together. He's going to be joining Governor Raimondo. Folks, we will carry it. Uh, the press briefing. This governor has not had one since it was the Wednesday before Christmas. Yeah. So we'll carry that and the two will be uh, on stage together. And Dan McGowan, let's just touch on that. The Globe, obviously, 
you um, wrote on it. You you have also written that this lieutenant governor had been in quarantine after close contact. But Governor Mundo, you and I had talked about it, a lot of speculation, and then it it finally did uh, come to fruition in, in the Globe. You had uh, great coverage on Governor Mundo being selected to uh, join the Biden administration for Commerce Secretary. Yeah, I mean, John, I feel like every week for the last couple, you and I, you know, get off the phone. And, we were. And immediately, though, there's there's a avalanche of new news. And the last yep. couple of weeks, we've been speculating. And you and I, I think we're ahead of the curve in this, you especially. But, you know, I, I sort of always thought Commerce was a potential landing spot for her. I think it was much more of a natural fit than uh, than the HHS secretary. But to, to have it all kind of come together last week and look, you know, because you have, uh, you know, that, that Democratic Senate with, with Kamala Harris being able to be the tiebreaker, uh, it means that you can fast track a lot of these uh, nominations uh, in you know, cabinet, le- cabinet level nominations. So, you know, people out there, I think a lot of folks here at home say, you know, wait a minute, what about her record here? And if you don't like what she did, people should know. This is not, you know, when she goes and has to testify in front of the, the Senate, they're not going to be kind of litigating whether or not she got the Superman building filled, right? So no. it, whether or not you like her or not, or her performance as governor or not, it, it's not going to be uh, really what folks dive into down there. Now, is there always the chance that you come across something that we've all, there's always the chance that these things can happen. But remember, Gina Raimondo was vetted for vice president. So if she made it through that yeah. vetting process, uh, something tells me she's going to kind of breeze through. And I think it's a big move for her. Um, you could tell, I think you spotted this, John, and I, I wrote these down in my notes as I watched her speak last week. This was the first time in a long time she was nervous. Uh, I, she I, was. I thought she was very nervous. I think she knows she is, you know, going out there and, 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 uh, you know, very much kind of competing with people on her same level. Even even the, the, the other folks that spoke last week down in Wilmington, you know, the mayor of Boston's a big deal. Uh, a couple of these other folks are, you know, were, were uh, are kind of Biden lifers. And so she had to make a showing there. And, and I think she was a little bit nervous as she gave that speech. She was. I haven't seen her nervous like that since sometimes in the beginning of debate, she would be mm. a little nervous. But what people need to understand is when, you know, when you when you cover them and you get to sit there, you really start to can kind of tell if they're if they're angry, yep. if they're upset, uh, their mannerisms. Uh, and it was. But listen, that was a big moment. And and just the fact, but also the fact that she got up, even though Governor Raimondo, um, Joe Biden, Vice President elect Biden had actually announced that Marty Walsh was yeah. going to come up first and Governor Raimondo went up. <laughs> That that takes a certain level of, of, of confidence to be able to do that and carry it off that way. Um, I'm anxious to hear. I'm, Dean McGowan, are you surprised that they haven't had a more uh, formal briefing just on that? Because today it's all mixed in together. But what do you make of the fact that that was it? And then we haven't seen or heard from her since last Friday when she had that huge moment broadcast live on national television. I am very surprised by this. And the reason being yeah. is that if you think about it, um, and this is maybe a little too kind of inside media baseball here, but you know this, John. I mean, the point of the COVID press conference, you know, for a while it was every day, and then now it's every week. Remember, the, all the news stations or the local TV stations are taking this live, and the idea is there's a public emergency, and, you know, we need yep. to, you need to inform the public. These press conferences over the last couple of months, and I think especially today, just become the, the, the weekly Gina updates. And, uh, yeah. and, you know, I think that that's a, it's a challenge because this is, you know, in many ways, it's a, it's a, it's a political appointment, of course. Uh, she's going to have to answer probably questions that she doesn't really want to answer in front of, you know, thousands of, of eyeballs and ears. Um, and so, you know, I think one of the ways they could have probably handled this a little better would, would have been to have a... And then the, the, the TV networks would have had to make a choice to carry it live or not but uh by doing it all together i mean i suppose on one hand if you're them you know you can only go on for so long it's not like there's going to be this is going to be a two and a half hour you know press conference but uh you know they're gonna have to sit up there and answer a lot of questions and i think this is also the first time you know for all the coverage over the last couple of days of you know the the who is dan mckee thing 
this is today is the first time you're going to see Dan McKee if you're just kind of the average Rhode Islander who is not paying attention to every little minute of what's happening in Rhode Island politics. So there's a lot of pressure on him to make, I think, a strong first impression as well. Absolutely. They've never heard him speak no. before. And on top of that, it's like, well, wait a minute. This is the guy that's going to take over and run the state. He better have uh, his A game on and his best suit and and, uh, and and look strong. Dan McGowan, what is your, and again, folks, this week on Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe, what's your understanding of exactly, you know, when she would begin? Now, the latest I had heard was it's one thing where there's Senate confirmation, but then um, which is, you know, you got to prepare for that. But then the second part of this is then the actual vote. Right. So I've heard, um, and you was your colleague Ted Nisi. He was saying initially they were saying that the the confirmation itself, which you have to get ready for, um, you don't want to have a moment where they're asking you about a policy or a question. You right. don't know. There could be still some bad blood in the water, or you don't, we don't know if there's a senator that wanted someone that they had a nominee, and so just on their behalf they're going to ask a little bit of a a tricky question. Um, but but it's my understanding that the, the vote itself, and she's not going to resign until after that, would be, it could be in April sometime. Yeah, I mean, they're saying, I think Senator Whitehouse told Channel 12 that he thinks it could, it could yeah. go on into March or April. I'm a little skeptical on that, and here's why. I, I think we we all we're it's natural for us to all think about well here's how it happened just a couple of years ago with president trump remember though and there's been you know how many numbers of books that have been written about this the the confirmation and transition process from president obama to president trump was incredibly chaotic right it was and you say well what about right now of course right now it's very chaotic too but the difference is that joe biden's been the vice president of the united states he's been you know, he was a U.S. senator for three decades. So he yep. I, I think that uh, my gut is that he's going to be able to kind of get this in order and move it uh, quicker than that. Uh, you know, I think and it's in talking to some of the folks on the Raimondo uh, staff, that this is the, the stateside staff, you know, they're preparing for end of this month sometime in February. And, and they think that's when she'll probably kind of hand off the keys. But you know, you, you made a good point in, in, in before before I started talking there, John. One of the things that, you know, as I say, look, she's not going to get asked these silly local questions. I say silly. I, I don't mean that in a really negative way, but just she's not going to get hung up on a lot of local questions. The thing is, is that, you know, the Commerce Secretary may not be the Treasury Secretary, but if the Commerce Secretary says something controversial because she's not prepared, uh, you know, you yep. can move markets in that way, right? And so she is going to have to spend a lot of time really just learning the, the, the bureaucracy. There are like 200,000 employees that, that you, uh, you know, oversee when you're, when you're part of, uh, the, when you're the Secretary of Commerce. So she's going to have to really dig in because that's where you get caught up, right? You get caught up as, who is this Rhode Island governor? She doesn't even know anything about, you know, something happening in the Midwest or whatever. And, and so and, and so I think she's going to have to spend actually a lot of, no, she's a quick learn. She's obviously very well educated. She's going to be fine in that way. But there is always that scenario. Um, and what I'm interested in is how much does she, you know, it, it, she says, I'm not going to leave until I become the, until I'm actually confirmed. But if it's very clear that, you know, look, you're, you're hearing date or, you're, you know, the, the vote is going to be, I don't know, February 2nd. We need you here now, though. We need you to be the acting secretary or whatever. I do wonder if she'll maybe speed up that timeline just a little. You know, I'm not saying she's going to resign tomorrow and wait three months, but you could see a scenario where she maybe leaves a week or two early, uh, hands it off to Dan McKee, though I'm sure they'll have another joint press conference. I could see that scenario playing out. So the, the, that's a very long way of saying, my gut tells me February is when she gets confirmed, but it does sound like it could go significantly longer than that. And that'll be interesting to watch. Folks, we're going to take a quick break, a lot more. And again, the Globe has all coverage, full coverage of this. Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe right here on the John DePietro Show. This winter, you can depend on Henry Oil. Call them today, 401 401- 
521-0200. Make Henry Oil, make the switch. Make Henry Oil your reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery company. 401-521-0200. Residential, commercial, fuel oil delivery, fuel oil, diesel, gasoline, reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery. It's Henry Oil, serving most of Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. Call them today, 401-521-0200. Remember, with Henry Oil, automatic delivery, budget plans, service contracts, lock and cap pricing. Check out their website, henryoil.com, or call them today, 401-521-0200. Henry Oil. Since 1947, they have a great family history, and they are just terrific. You can depend on Carmine and Lori and the great folks at Henry Oil. Call them today. 401 521 Check them out online at henryoil.com. Residential and commercial fuel oil delivery, service contracts, budget plans, reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery. Serving most of Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass, it's Henry Oil. Call them 401 521 This winter, I'm asking you to switch to Henry Oil online at henryoil.com. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. Mega truck and trailer repair. Call them today. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment. Serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-2110. 508-336-2110 for Mega MEGA. Mega truck and trailer repair. As I said, commercial trailers, diesel equipment, Free estimates, FHWA inspections and Rhode Island State Inspection Station, trailer pickup and delivery, 24-hour mobile service, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. It's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 24-hour mobile service, and also ABS repairs, brakes, doors. Listen, if it's on a trailer, MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair, they can repair it. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 508-336-2110. It's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. We're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. Dan, I want to just stay with uh, the theme of Governor Mundo is uh, going to step down, chosen to go in Washington, which I, I don't think the people of Rhode Island, and I can tell the comments on my social media anyway, they don't fully recognize of all the things she's accomplished in the the elections that she's won, to me, this this is maybe the biggest one because there were so many different reasons why the Biden people did not have to pick her, and there's so many different people they could have picked, and the fact that she impressed upon them that she is the person to join the cabinet is it is really yeah. remarkable, and, and and she's well deserved of it. But that is true. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you're I think you're right. I think this is her. Uh, many ways her crowning accomplishment and you know it'll be interesting because you don't see a lot of comers go on to run for president of the united states right so it's going to be interesting to see what she you know wants to do from here um you know you, the commerce track means you do this for a couple of years and you know you can go get incredibly well by you know sitting on a bunch of boards or running a major company um you know it, it will not be a you know an you know, uh, in the spotlight job, right? It, 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 it is, does play out in many ways behind the scenes. But I think one of the things that you see with Governor Raimondo, and, and this is, you know, we, I've been beating this horn for a while, that, that she did not owe anybody in the Biden administration anything, right? It supported Bloomberg, no. we all know it. So the idea that she still yep. got picked, and they made an incredible effort to get her. Remember, She's in the running for Treasury Secretary, Health and Human Services, Transportation. Yeah. Uh, so I think, you know, that they really clearly wanted her. And uh, and so it is, I think it's a major, it is a major accomplishment. 
She's also, you know, I don't know if you saw this, Sean, but I talked to her, one of her chief critics last week, uh, Randy Weingarten, the, the president. Uh, and we, we hopped I on the did. phone and she said, Gina's going to be great. This is a perfect job for her. So yes. a ringing endorsement from someone who does not like Gina Raimondo, right? They are not friends. They have fought for mm. a long time. Uh, and so even the, the, you know, labor, incredibly, like one of the hardest labor union uh, folks, Randy Weingarten, is on board with this. So uh, I, I think she, I think it's clear she's going to get confirmed. Um, and yeah, I think it is a major accomplishment for her. Well, that tweet that the governor put out, I look forward to creating many good union jobs. That certainly caught the private sector off guard. Dan McGowan, now let's talk about Dan McKee. He is not only, uh, we, we, as, as you've covered extensively in the Globe, um, he would be coming in. He was not the choice to be the governor. Uh, and many people would argue that if governor, if Gina Raimondo did not have that primary against Matt Brown, you wonder whether or not he would have beaten Aaron Ruggenberg, which he right. won by 2,500 votes. Uh, could he have gotten enough people out? A lot of the people that went and voted for her in that primary and gave her a huge victory, I would tend to think that they also voted for Dan McKee. But uh, being that as it may, what about the fact still Providence teachers have no contract, we're still in a pandemic, and now you're talking about a big uh, – budget deficit. So Dan McKee, this to me is the yeah, ultimate. Yeah, I, I think it is. For. I mean, there's, I'm of two minds of this. So for, for folks who are just going to kind of meet Dan McKee for the first time today, uh, look, you're getting a different, a very different person than Gina Raimondo. Uh, they are not, uh, you know, Gina is a confident, you know, incredibly well-educated, uh, you know, woman who has in many ways, I think, come into her own, uh, you know, doing these weekly press conferences and at the time daily press conferences during COVID. You know, Dan McKee is, uh, he is an intelligent guy himself. He does have a degree from Harvard, but he's a local guy. He's very parochial, you know, was a pretty good mayor of Cumberland, uh, but is known as a guy who really wants to get in the weeds. You know, when I talk to Dan McKee over the last couple of years, and I'll admit it's been relatively rare, it's usually so he can kind of chastise me a little bit about, you know, how come you don't know about, you know, the intricacies of the education funding for me, things like that. He's a guy who really likes to dive into that stuff. And I did a, I did a story on this the other day because there was a, a state senator from Cumberland, Ryan Pierce, who said to me, look, he's going to have to learn how to go from being there to being the governor. And I think that's, that's his entire uh, potential success re relies on that, right? He needs to you know, he needs to staff up with a, I think, a professional staff. Um, and he and he's going to have to really realize that, you know, when you're the governor, you're, you're, you're a macro person rather than a micro person. Um, the one thing I think that he has a chance to really succeed on is because we know all this money is almost certainly going to come to Rhode Island from the Biden administration. You do have a chance to do a little bit of the, uh, you know, hand out a bunch of money to small businesses and become the savior thing where, where you're going to be a hero right. to a lot of people. And I think it, it, he's already tipped his cap that he wants to do this. He's, he's been critical of governor for holding on to some of the existing money. And so there is that chance that you and I are talking six months from now. And we say, you know, gov the, the governor McKee has never been so popular. And it looks like, you know, he's going to win re-election in two years pretty easily. The, the thing is, is it, it's a long game, right? So you, you might get that initial burst. What he's going to have to figure out is how to make this work over the long haul. Um, and, and it remains to be seen. Look, the lieutenant governor's office has a million-dollar budget and eight staffers. Cumberland is a tiny place in the grand scheme of things. So making this jump... I tend to think nobody's ever ready to be the governor or I tend to think nobody's ever ready to be the mayor of Providence. Those are the two ones that I look at. So I don't think he is, you know, really truly prepared to be the governor, but um, you know, he, he at least has some executive experience. And so, you know, if you're, if you were looking at the difference between him and Aaron Regenberg, let's say, well, there, there is a major difference there. So we'll see how he can, how he can handle it. Uh, but it is, you're going to notice, you'll notice it today and you'll notice it going forward. He and Gina Raimondo are not the same person. And uh, that may be a good thing, but it, it, I think it may also cause some concern for some people.
Do you believe there'll be a defection of Armando people going to Washington to yeah, work I mean, I with their, think the with their boss? These things work. Uh, I think there's a lot of people in Ramundo world who uh, believe they're going to Washington. Um, I think she will, she will certainly have some of her staff come with her and people she knows come with her. I don't think it'll be as many as you think. Um, but I do, I also think Dan McKee is going to, mm. going to make changes. I've already heard that he's, you know, he's told people that if you want to stay on board, you, you will have to interview with me. Um, and so, you know, that's a, that's a statement going to be, you know, any of those jobs, think of those PR jobs or any number of kind of mid-level director type jobs. Uh, they're ones that, that look, you can fill with your own people and entitled to do that, you know, when you come in and, uh, I do think you'll see significant changes. The one I have my eye on the most, you mentioned Providence teacher types, is Angelica Infante Green. Uh, I think there's a chance. Look, yeah. her contract is up, uh, I believe, 18. Yeah. Well, yeah. so her contract she is leaves. up 18 months from now. And I've heard two kind of uh, uh, different views of this. Number one is she could get a contract extension that would lock her in and say, you know, no matter what happens with the governor, I'm, you know, I'm on board for an extra year or something. That is a possibility. The other possibility, though, is, look, she's been looked at behind the scenes by the Biden administration, potentially, uh, to, to join the education department. She, she's from New York. She's always been in running for jobs there. She could leave. And that could really throw education into a little bit of chaos. And speaking of education, what do you think uh, Randy Weingarten of AFT, what does she think of this? Yeah, that's going to be a problem. That's going to be a real problem because he's going to have to, for listeners, Dan McKee is probably the most well-known advocate for charter schools in the state of Rhode Island. Uh, But Randy, you know, I I think they're going to try to, uh, I think the unions will will try to leverage this. They're going to say, hey, you want to, you know, you want to get reelected in two years? Let's cool it with the, the, you know, the aggressive charter school talk. It'll be interesting to see how Dan can sort of navigate that because, look, it's very difficult to get through a primary without the union support. There may be a way you could line here, but the charter school issue will become probably will become, I think, the, uh, uh, one of the major issues in Rhode Island for the first time, really, since it was really getting underway maybe a decade ago. I think charter school talking point uh beyond you know after we get through the pandemic in many ways folks i speak with dan mcgowan of the boston globe and dan you broke a story that now speaker sakachi wants to look into and yeah this is a exorbitant contract uh, uh be honest i got a call last week from somebody that said hey you know about this contract this consultant at rhode island college and i asked around and very quickly uh got my hands on a contract that uh, this this New York-based firm, consulting firm called uh, Alvarez and Marshall, um, are getting paid seventy-six thousand dollars a week uh, between between December and yet huh. no no bid contract. No That's bid, right. no bid, uh, and no you know, bid contract. Here's the thing that that is significant is. The, first of all, the no bid contract is significant. And that's what Speaker Shikarchi wants to look at. He's very concerned. Obviously, the numbers are huge. And here's here's what's important for people to know when you kind of read tea leaves. You don't hire a consultant for seventy six thousand dollars a week if you are you know if you're just seeking to trim two million dollars here or there, right? That, that's that's not how this works. Usually, when you hire someone big like this, and think of Alvarez and Marshall as you know, the McKinsey's of the world. These are real big companies that that do this work, the Bain Capitals of the world, right? Like things like that. And the the work that they typically do is major restructuring, right? Some sort of big change. And mm. I think that's what you could see. Now, I don't have any idea what that could look like, but, you know, again, you don't pay someone almost a million dollars in three months to get them to save you a million dollars, right? Because that doesn't make any sense. So keep an eye on that for sure. Mm. Right. Folks, quick break. And again, big stories ahead, all available in the Boston Globe. We're going to talk to Dan McGowan more right here on the John DePietro Show. JKL Engineering, call them today, 401-351-7600, 401 401- 
351-7600 for J.K.L. Engineering. This time of year, the temperature, it's getting chilly. It's getting cold. When are you going to first put on your heat? Call J.K.L. Engineering, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Remember, estimates are free. Financing is available for both residential and commercial. Hey, face it, whether we like it or not, the heating season is here. Let J.K.L. Engineering design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier infinity system. Energy efficient, quiet, more affordable than you think. If you're saying no gas, guess what? No problem. Let J.K.L. Engineering design and install high-efficiency heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter, cools in the summer. These units are so efficient, they can reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. They have the highest rebates in the market, and they also do new installation and replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. J.K.L., licensed Rhode Island and Massachusetts. You know, for over 50 years, J.K.L.'s reputation Second to none, especially for technical expertise and customer satisfaction. JKL, an approved National Grid VPI installer. They're also a Navient certified factory dealer. Call JKL today for system replacement, oil to gas, or for heat pump. Remember, estimates are free. Financing is available, both residential and commercial. Call JKL Engineering at 401-351-7600. I'll give you that number again, 401 401- 351-7600. JKL, they'll keep you cool in the summertime, warm in the wintertime. Estimates are free. Financing is available and the highest rebates on the market. Call JKL Engineering, 401-351-7600. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional? who has been doing this work for 23 years, contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. While the pandemic rages on, you need to stay healthy. You need to take care of your health. You need to stop it and see Marie. And it's my health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, right across from Davenport Restaurant. Call Marie. I call her the queen of health, 401-305-3585. You've seen her store. It's right in that old white church. It's my health. Because, folks, it's about your health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Shop local. Stop it and see Marie. What do we have? Well, vitamins, herbal remedies, trusted companies, who understand quality, integrity, local products like the incredible acai berry. She also has honey, maple syrup. Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, right across from Davenport Restaurant, has over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices that can be purchased by the ounce, plus box herbs and teas. The service is the best plus hemp and CBD products, plus massage therapy, reflexology, Pilates. Folks, stop it and see her. It's my health because it's about your health and staying healthy and children's vitamins. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can call her at 401-305-3585. Stop in and see Marie. And it's my health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, right across from Davenport Restaurant, Because remember, it's your health. Stop it and see Marie at It's My Health. We're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. And Dan, there is the headline. Rhode Island, R.I. Congressman Cicilline, will be an impeachment manager in Trump's second impeachment trial. Another Rhode Islander who is really at the top of his game. Uh, He has come out swinging since last Wednesday. And uh, we're learning now. You have a great story. He started drafting it while he was yeah, hiding this is, uh, at a the stunning, uh, um, you know, movement. Remember, you and I talked pretty much almost this time last year, a little bit long, about 13 months ago, where we thought maybe yes. David Cicilline would be the impeachment manager in the first impeachment trial, uh, but you know, didn't get it there. And in this case, you know, what, what's what's really interesting about this one is, as you're seeing, you're starting to see Republicans kind of come on board too. Um, at least on the House side, to say, you know, Mitch McConnell is, you know, privately, they, the New York Times reported that he's somewhat supportive of, of an impeachment trial, you know, for the president. But 
this will be this will put David Cicilline front and center. Now, it isn't as complex as the first impeachment trial, so I think you should expect to see, you know, it it look the same way that it did last time, where there's lots and lots of you know there's lots and lots of testimony and. It's, you know, everyone kind of knows the outcome, but, but they still go through the process. This one's very straightforward. You know, what everything that happened last week at the Capitol, uh, the, in, in, you know, David Cicilline and, and his colleague, Ted Lou from California, who were literally together. And that's right. They actually began drafting this, uh, this letter of in, or article of impeachment while they were sitting together in David's office, hiding. Um, they... It goes forward very quickly. I think it'll very quickly uh, be approved today. And, and, and so uh, I think you will have an impeached president very quickly. And then the question is, what goes on in the set? And that's where Dave, David Cicilline will take center stage. The thing to remember, John, I'll be honest, I didn't realize this, is there is a scenario where you don't have to get it done in the next, before Joe Biden is sworn in. You can hold an impeachment trial after right. And, you know, one of the things this is that you would know certainly more about this than I would be the interesting factor from the Republican Party is there's a scenario where you do impeach him. Now he's wiped clean. You can never have him. He can't run for office again. And maybe, you know, a lot of those guys want to run in 2024 are going to feel a little bit better about, you know, you can start your campaign earlier. You can do all those things. So there's some political uh, maneuvering happening there. But make no mistake about it, David Cicilline is going to get a lot of television time over the next couple of weeks. He he absolutely is in, you know, you saw it right away. Chris Christie pivoted away from the president this week. Oh, yeah, no, they were impeachable. Of, you know, he yeah. because he now views it as the field for 2024. Folks, big story about that in the Boston Globe. And uh, Congressman Cicilline has been everywhere with uh, cable news. Well, certainly... I see him on CNN and I think MSNBC. I don't think he does Fox News anymore. Dan McGowan, I just want to pivot back to find out what, what you think is um, what's going to happen with the, the new lieutenant governor. Because there was certainly jockeying for that. Uh, people that were openly saying, I'd like to be considered for that. And now there's talk that yeah, maybe there should be a vote either at the General Assembly or a real election. Do you think there's going to be enough time or do you think Lieutenant Governor Dan McKee um, you, you write folks in the Boston Globe write quite a bit about, uh, this whole process that is unusual. You know, and I'll what say this is, is completely just my, my gut feeling here more than the reading tea leaves. Cause I think it's real hard to read, you know, there's so much there, there's a bill to have a, um, to have a special election. There's a, there's the option of, you have a grand committee of the house and the Senate that could appoint the person. There's advice and consent. You know, Lieutenant governor says, I picked. John DePietro, and then you go in front of a, you know, the Senate or something like that. So there's lots of these options out there. And then you have all these people raising their hand to say, hey, you know, I know I've never cared about the lieutenant governor's office before, but uh, sign me up. I want the job. My gut is he's going to be allowed to uh, pick his successor and it'll, it'll move forward the way, uh, the way I, I suppose the current constitution allows. What will be Important to see is Dan McKee is the lieutenant governor's office is so irrelevant in the grand scheme of things in the way state house politics works that Dan McKee is going to need to find some you know common ground because he hasn't he just has not spent a lot of time around the House and Senate leadership. This could be one of those things where Dan gets to make the appointment, but make no mistake about it. He's meeting behind the scenes and says, uh, you know, hey, what do you guys think about Mayor Diosa from Central Falls or anybody else? Uh, Mayor Diosa seems to be the favorite right now. Um, so you, you, I could see a scenario where he gets to make the appointment, but it is blessed. You know, the blessing comes from the House and the Senate. I think that's what, what to me, seems most likely. What um what type of relationship does uh, uh, Lieutenant Governor Jim McKee have with Mayor Lorza? That's yeah, an important relationship. The mayor of Providence, the, the governor. This will be. I hate to say it. I think it's true, though. <clears throat> I think this will be the very similar to Governor Kachiri and David Cicilline in some ways. I think it'll be 
Um, I think they will disagree on a lot. Remember, Maryland, most prominent mayor to publicly endorse Aaron Regenberg in the lieutenant governor's primary a couple of years ago. Um, I think Providence has a, uh, in some way, in some ways a target on its back, but it's, it's almost deserved in that the mayor is so out there on so many different things that, that the House and the Senate and people at the State House in general you know, disagree with, even in the governor's office, that I think Dan McKee, you know, Dan McKee's a Blackstone Valley guy. I think, you know, he's, his best friends are the, you know, the mayors of North Providence and Johnston and Pawtucket. These guys all don't get along with Mayor Lorza. So I think you, you're, will it completely hurt Providence? I don't know. But if, you know, don't think for a second that Dan, McKee, Dan McKee's door is going to be wide open for all of Mayor Lorza's uh, team over the next two years. I, I don't think he'll be a top, pri- the mayor will be a top priority for the lieutenant governor. And to your point, that's a concerning thing because don't forget, I mean, one of the most sort of un, uh, the, 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 the dirty little secrets of the last six years in Rhode Island has been how much Gina Raimondo got done in Providence and how much Mayor Lorza was able to as the yes. mayor, take a lot of credit for it, especially economic development stuff. So it'll be interesting if you suddenly have a, a you know a governor who is not particularly interested in Providence and who maybe wants to prop up, you know, let's go see what's going on in Pawtucket. Let's see what's going on in the Blackstone Valley. So uh, yeah, they do not have a great relationship. Remember, they're also going to run against each other. Mayor Lords has made it very clear he wants to run for governor. Dan McKee is is going to run for governor. So. Uh, they're going to have, a, I think, a lot of friction, uh, and, and it will be the first time. I mean, if you think about it, Link Chafee and Angel Taveras were actually pretty close. Uh, Gina Raimondo and, and, and Jorge Lorza were, uh, they, you know, they had a mutual benefit uh, kind of relationship. They didn't love each other, but they were able to get along. This will be different. Folks, so speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe, before we let him go, Dan, there's also a good story in the Globe, and you've been following yeah. this right along regarding uh, Justin Price, Representative Justin Price, calls for resignation because uh, his comments, the U.S. Capitol riot, he didn't, he went down to Washington uh, a week ago. Where do you think we are in the story? Now, the House didn't meet this week, so we kind of benefited from that. But where are we in the story? Do you think he's still in jeopardy? Is it, he's been lying low? In jeopardy. Where, where do you think uh, we are? This is a complicated thing because... There's so much, uh, for good reason, there is so much tension right now. And after everything that happened last week, you know, uh, I, I think what the the representative did by, you know, sort of going pretty much, sort of being very uh, uh, vocal, at least on Twitter, about, uh, you know, this being Antifa and kind of being a, spreading a little bit of the conspiracy theory stuff. I think that added to, and I think that's the, maybe the most substantive part of this argument is, you know, should, should a state representative be, uh, you know, spreading that information? If it's just, should a state representative go to a protest that a lot of people disagree with? Uh, that's, I mean, you can't remove someone from office for that, right? If he didn't commit a crime, uh, he is allowed to go to Washington. Right. That's right. That seems to be what they're upset about though, right? That seems to be, they're just upset he was there. Listen, you and I covered it the day after the riot when you were up all night. That's Colonel right. Meany, the state police, thought it was Antifa left-leaning groups. Right. Mayor Lorza and Governor Mundo said these were outside people. So in the aftermath, after something like this, you know, dramatic happens, there's, a, there's like a cloud of misinformation sometimes that seeps through. Yeah, I think I mean, they just want look, to go after I think the guy because he was down where there. This, where, where this is going, and that's why I, my gut is he probably stays put, unless he, you know, says, look, you know, I'm fed up with this. You know, because he's going to get look, he's going to get protested. He's going to get criticized. Um, he seems to have something of a thick skin, I suppose. And so, um, you know, if he didn't commit, he's a marine, so he's a tough guy. He's a marine. Right? So, yeah. I, you know, I, I think he's probably, you know, if he wants to uh, really kind of bear down here, and if he wants to take all that heat, my guess is it will be very difficult to remove him. And you know, a lot of the politicians you saw Treasurer Magazine or do this. You saw some of his co- Democratic colleagues. You know, it, you get a headline, you get uh, a bunch of attention, but it, it doesn't strike me. I mean, Joe Shikarchi knows the law. He's going to be able to say, you know, let's let's push for this guy to go. If he if all he did was 
go to a press, uh, you know, a, a, a rally that, um, you know, that he handled very peacefully, right? I, uh, I, you might not like it. And, and look, what happened last week at the Capitol is awful. We all agree on that. But if he didn't break in, if he's not charged, uh, yeah. it, it strikes me as more political than it is anything else. Dan McGowan, one last note is, uh, boy, what a difference with Shikachi. He immediately, boom, issued a statement last Sunday saying, hey, if the U- unless the Rhode Island U.S. attorney finds that a law was broken, like this thing is not going anywhere, and you do a story about this no-bid contract at Rhode Island College, boom, he says, let's investigate that contract. Right out of the box, I think he's well, far he- quicker than I think. Well, uh, I was going to say, you know what it is, John? The folks, when we go ahead. He reads and listens to the press. Uh, Nick Mattiello lived in a, a little bit of a bubble yeah. um, and, and, you know, he, he kind of had his own views and was, uh, I mean, we've talked about this, very decisive. He, you know, you came to him, you asked for something, he told you to get lost and that was final. Joe Shikarchi's not like that. And Joe Shikarchi pays a lot of attention to what's said on the news, yeah. what's on TV, what's on the radio and what's in the paper. And so that's why you're seeing him reacting much quicker to a lot of things. Now, folks, we started off by saying I, I read in Roadmap about the huge deficit for next year's budget because this year's ends at the end of June, you know, July, beginning of July. The reason I got that is because I received Roadmap, which I do read every day. And Dan yeah, McGowan, best, I'd like you to offer this, this offer to uh, everyone free. that's listening. Uh, every single every morning, every weekday morning, uh, you know, we, we've got occasionally we got a scoop like today, $500 million deficit. We got a little bit of analysis. We had a good look earlier in the week about all the other lieutenant governors from Rhode Island who have become governor and sort of what, how it worked out for them. Did they get reelected? Did they, many didn't, by the way. Um, so, uh, you know, you get the top item, which, which is in Newsy, you get all the links to all the stories in the globe. Uh, and then you get your rundown. You get Governor Raimondo and Dan McKee are going to have a press conference today. You know, there's going to be the impeachment tri- or hearing uh, in the house, things like that. Easiest way to get it. Send me a blank email. You don't have to write anything other than rinews at globe.com. rinews at globe.com. And you'll start getting it first thing tomorrow morning before 8 a.m. Folks, he's Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. Dan, right, great thanks, job. News is nonstop, and we'll talk. Remember, preferred towing and recovery, they're located in Lincoln, and they service the entire state. Preferred is also female-owned and operated by Christine, along with her husband, Mark Levy. They specialize in towing, transport, asset recovery, repossessions, and private property towing services. You know, Mark has been doing repossessions for 30 years. He gets the job done safely, securely. Preferred Towing. Call them today, 401-725-8500, 401-725-8500, or online at preferredrecovery.com, as well as Facebook, Preferred towing they can also you know they buy older vintage cars maybe it's from the 60s 70s maybe you have one it's been sitting in in your garage for who knows how long the last 15 years and you keep saying you know someday i'm going to restore that but how about instead call today 401-725-8500 call for a fair offer today it's preferred towing in recovery located in lincoln 401-725-8500 Again, they've been doing repossessions for 30 years. They'll get the job done safely, secured, safely and securely. Preferred towing, 401-725-8500 or online, preferredrecovery.com. They're also on Facebook.